The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon, this is Rudy Giuliani, and welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show on a um, midweek, which is quite a news-filled week with the um, reverberations of the big announcement yesterday. I bet you don't even remember the big announcement of yesterday, do you? Joe Biden announced for president, but he didn't appear. So we're not even sure he's here. He put out a three-minute video clip that was sort of like the reels they do on Facebook or Instagram. I'm not going to say TikTok because TikTok is, you know, Chinese-controlled and Joe probably would go on TikTok because he's a favorite of the Chinese of the Chinese. Uh, it was a very bitter three minutes. He sort of attacked um, the attacked, of course, Trump, but he also attacks all the people that support Trump, like me and you and the the MAGA people. I don't, you know, I don't think he actually knows what that means. I think he thinks like they're people from out of space or maybe those uh, uh, those voices he hears in his head at night when the few remaining brain cells that he has try to revive themselves. And he hears these voices and he thinks they're MAGA. He doesn't know because it's really hard to object to making America great again unless you're anti-America, in which case, and what's the opposite of it? Let's keep America mediocre or far worse, like you want it to be. So I, 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 can't, I cannot for the life of me imagine how anybody is taking this seriously. This is a man with anywhere from a moderate to a serious case of dementia, which is a brutal disease and an unforgiving disease, and a disease that wins. By that, by that I mean, there's another term for it that I think is a very interesting comparison here. The term for it is it's a progressive disease. And by progressive, it's kind of like when they say Democrats are progressives. It's sort of a, 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 a Orwellian talk. Democrats are progressives in that they tear everything down. Right. They're trying to tear down our way of life. They want to do away with the family. They want to do away with uh, God. They want to do away with uh, respect for the flag. They want to do away with respect for our national heroes. Uh, they want to change every name imaginable that has every, any connection, let's say, to slavery, except the one that has the most connection, which is the Democrat Party. I mean, I, 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 I can't imagine how they can escape that hip, hip, hip hypocrisy and that no one is requiring them to do that except for the fact that we live in an unfair kind of country that's become a completely unfair country. Worst part of it being there's no possible way we can maintain that we have the equal administration of justice when uh, Joe Biden and his son are living in the White House and they stole so much money uh, they've got to hide it in offshore bank accounts that we can't get our hands on. So um, 
I so he announced. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing what this country uh, will allow in the sense of not there being a massive critical reaction against a man who can't think and talk and remember where he is and remember who's alive and dead. And I mean, there are important decisions he has to make. And when you look at the damage that he's done already and the people he's had killed and I mean, another president, you just you, you want to talk about the consequences of their cheating in uh, 2020. And I, I, why don't we confine cheating to uh, uh, suppressing the hard drive? You'll all agree with me that with cheating, right? Some people will not agree on whether the election was cheating or not. I think uh, when the full history of that is written, uh, just like uh, people had to apologize for me over the hard drive, and over the uh, Russian collusion where uh, they all turned out to be wrong and I turned out to be right. You're going to have to apologize to me about the election also. But I'm not going to fight that battle today because there's no reason to. I mean, they cheated to get elected by suppressing the most relevant piece of information about a presidential election ever offered. That turns out to be 100% accurate. And even the New York Times and the Washington Post, uh, 16 months too late, had to admit that. They're going to eventually have to admit that, for example, 2,000 mules is accurate, that the technology employed by those two geniuses in 2,000 mules hasn't been contradicted even one iota. They just say the usual, um, the same thing they said about the hard drive. What do they say about the hard drive? It has, uh, it has earmarks of Russian disinformation. Now, that's a meaningless term until you uh, describe the earmarks, just like the uh, 2000 Mules report has been debunked. How? Which one? Which which one of the many, many, many of uh, uh, circuitous routes that were tracked by uh, by uh, uh, actually by. By technology, which one of the um, numerous thousands of uh, of films of people stuffing paper ballots that clearly were not uh, properly mailed ballots, they were even not even folded, stuffing them into uh, ballot boxes at four in the morning? looking around to make sure no one saw them, wearing gloves so their fingerprints wouldn't be shown. What do you have to do to prove it? Well, you, you, there's nothing you can do to prove it because they're not going to allow you to prove it until you get the smoking gun like we got on the hard drive, like we got on the purchased uh, uh, false report about Trump being involved in Russian collusion. And now what are we getting on what what are what are we getting on the Biden 30 years of criminality but one whistleblower after another coming along uh at some point it'll become ridiculous to call them all liars right I mean it began with the with the prosecutor in Ukraine who can directly testify to a massive bribe received by Biden and the president of the Ukraine oh but he's corrupt and then uh, the number two guy who can testify to it, he's corrupt also. 
And then uh, Tony Bobulinski comes along and says, yeah, yeah, all that stuff about he didn't know about the foreign dealings. Joe Biden is lying. He knew all about it and he was getting money from it. And he knew about one specific deal where he got 10 percent. And then there's always a big mouth hunter who tells his daughter uh, in a in a preserved written text that he's been giving his father 50 percent of his income for 30 years. And then when you look at what his income is, is made up of, it's made up of a lot of money from foreign countries. Uh, and then it is accompanied by, within a short period of time thereafter, Joe Biden doing extra, extraordinary favors for them. Uh, they would like you to believe that the two things are disconnected with the statement that Joe Biden never spoke to his son ever about his foreign business, except for the 500 times that we have pictures of him with those people, meeting with those people, texts about exactly what he talked about, and we have witnesses who will tell you that he did. How does this case not get tried? How, how, do, how do we go dredge up a seven-year-old non-disclosure agreement involving either consensual sex or not in which the two parties reached an agreement of which there probably are extant in New York 100,000 of these agreements. How do we go get that when we've got $31 million in bribes from our biggest enemy to the President of the United States of America? Do you think we have equal justice in this country? Nobody does anymore. We are we're, we are endangering, or we're getting very close to this country looking corrupt, foolish, useless, and irrelevant. Nobody turns to us anymore. They turn to us, and all they get is a blank stare from our uh, demented president. And and he wants to be reelected. Uh, everything tells me that I have read about his illness, including doctors that I've consulted, that the chances of his making it through four or five years don't exist. Uh, there's a really good chance he won't make it to uh, next year at this time without having a major incident where he can't talk at all. That's the nature of his illness when we said it was progressive. It really is retrogressive. You recede to basically childhood. First, a short-term memory goes. That's why you have things like he, he's told that uh, he shouldn't say that he, he, he gave the Congressional Medal of Honor uh, or, I'm sorry, the Purple Heart to his uncle in the White House because his uncle was dead for seven years before he was in the White House. He shouldn't be saying that he saw Roosevelt on television reading the comics because Roosevelt was dead before there was television. And he says it again. He shouldn't be saying that his son, Bo, died on the battlefield because he died in a hospital bed. He said it again. See, he used to always lie 
But then he would stop for a while. Now he can't because he, because he can't. I'm explaining the illness to you because he can't remember. His short-term memory is shot. It's gone. Uh, eventually, and it could be tomorrow, or it could be a year from now, his long-term memory will go, and then there will be a point in time, if he doesn't die before it, there'll be a point in time which he can't communicate. And uh, we're going to have a situation, we, uh, we risk, realistically risk a situation where President of the United States is going to come out to give a speech, his mouth's going to open, nothing's going to come out which would probably be better than what comes out, but it would be very embarrassing for this country. How can the Democrats do this to us, except that they have no patriotism? By that I mean they don't care about our country. All they care about is power. All they care about is, uh, I, think, it, it, I think they care about certain things in the following order. Money first. Money second. Money third, <laughs> then power, and power for the purpose of having money. And then there's a whole group of them that are ideological communists. And then there are those who aren't ideological communists but don't have the guts to stand up to the ones that are. Like, that's why they always vote unanimously on things that are socialist measures. I mean, like the, 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 uh, the infrastructure bill. Now, nothing means what it says in Biden's America. That's not that's for human infrastructure, otherwise known as welfare payments. That's what it was for. That's why we have inflation. We're not. If you spend money, government money on things that are productive. Which we rarely do, you're not going to have inflation. If you spend government money on things that aren't, you're going to have inflation. So. For example, the difference between a defense... Con well, we'll come back and I'll, we'll do this. This is important. And then we have Vivek Ramaswamy with us, who has become quite an exciting presidential candidate out of nowhere on the Republican ticket. I sure am impressed with him. We'll be back in a short while. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Rudy Giuliani Show. You can get us at 1-800-848-9222. And uh, last night I had the great pleasure of hosting uh, Carrie Lake, and uh, who dropped in all of a sudden, having nothing to do, Steve Bannon. And uh, we went overtime. Uh, it's, I was on eight to nine and had a significantly larger audience as a result of the fact that uh, uh, Tucker Carlson was fired, which I don't at all approve of, although I did like getting the extra audience. I mean, if they have to go somewhere, they might as well come to me. And it was a great discussion with Bannon and, and Kerry. Uh, I don't know if you, 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 you know who I'm talking about with Kerry Lake, but because she ran in Arizona, you haven't really – gotten an idea about her and because the the crooked press has you know she's a right winger they i don't know how they present her you know like she's some kind of proud boy except she's a, a woman uh she, and she's a, a woman she like she and she actually knows how to define women, woman like not like our supreme court justice if you ask her what a woman is she will tell you what a woman is that's rare nowadays i mean that's a very intelligent person that can do that because we have a Supreme Court justice who can't. 
So they had a great discussion about, you know, the, 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 the obstacles to the next election. And a lot of a lot of the people that were there because it was a live audience, a lot of them uh, feel that um, Trump or the Republican can win this time big time. And they're not worried about some of the garbage the press is making up. They just worry it's going to get stolen again and what's been done about it. And I thought they had some very, very constructive suggestions about it, particularly Carrie, because she comes from a bat. I mean, when I say a battleground state nowadays, I mean a state where they have a completely crooked Democratic city, a crooked Democratic party, uh, uh, Maricopa County in this case, in Arizona. So she has a lot of information. And Steve has stayed on top of this like uh, no one else over the last three years. So they had an excellent discussion about what has to be done. And over a period of time, we'll, we'll go ahead and, uh, uh, we'll go, we'll go ahead and, and, and kind of explain that for you. Uh, let's go to, um, let's go to John in Reno. Good afternoon, Rudy. Hello, John. Um, I'm excited about the Trump interview with Katz and uh, Cosby tonight. What I'm wondering is, is there a chance that Trump will forgive DeSantis and let him be the vice president? Uh, Well, first of all, the answer, the straight out answer to your question, is there a chance? Yes. The question is how much of a chance, right? And I think it it, uh, it depends on things we don't know right now, like how the campaign develops. Does it... um, I mean, uh, 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 people have taken vice presidential candidates who have said terrible things about them. I mean, uh, Reagan took Bush, and Bush accused Reagan of voodoo economics and uh, and sort of suggested that Reagan wasn't very smart, which, of course, no one really understood then. Yeah, I think there's a chance. And we'll, we'll co- we'll, we're going to take a short break right now. But when we come back, we'll have Vivek with us, and we'll, we'll get to that question as well. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show. You know, there's quite a drama working out in Arkansas in front of a real judge, meaning a judge that isn't a Democratic uh, uh, flunky. And uh, this judge is dealing with the unacknowledged uh, grandchild of our president. You want to get it. You want to get a little, um, just a little, little, um, a peek into the, uh, uh, character or lack thereof of the present president of the United States. Uh, I want you to listen to number 47. How many of you have been unable to hug your grandkids in the last seven months? I got six of them. Well, uh, as he uh, always, he's lying. There is a reason he he ha- he can't hug all of his grandchildren. He doesn't recognize one of them, and therefore he can't hug him her 
because he doesn't recognize Navy, who is his grandchild, uh, proven by DNA, because his son refused to acknowledge that he's the father of this little girl and now is refusing to pay and is being brought before a court in Arkansas where his lawyer is playing rope-a-dope, like let's stiff the kid and not support her. Now, I don't know, can the two of them be bigger creeps than that? I mean, it's one thing to take $31 million from China, uh, maybe about as bad a thing as you could do in modern America and not get hung for treason, uh, but to not recognize your granddaughter and, and, and the phony, I can't say the word I want to say now, uh, actually is bemoaning the fact that he can't hug his grandchildren. Well, maybe if you would recognize your grandchild, Joe, you'd be able to hug her. What is this, what is this about? You got all the money in the world. You stole it. I mean, you've been selling your office like a, like a prostitute for 40, 30, 40 years. You went from little cheap amounts of money like a guy, uh, uh, you know, working in a back lot to massive international amounts with people like Poroshenko who were taking 50 and hundred million dollar bribes. And you don't have an, uh, you don't, you don't have enough money to help your son take care of your, your own blood. Your own granddaughter, you deny her existence? What exactly what kind of creep are you? How did how did we elect him? You know, it uh, it, it it might turn out that it really will be good if we can prove that we didn't elect him because we won't have to live with the historical uh, uh uh question about this generation that we elected such a creep as president of the United States. I mean, we look pretty bad. I mean, is there anything good about him? Is there anything good about Joe Biden? I don't know what it is. He's never he's never passed a piece of legislation that meant anything to anyone. The only one that he passed, he's disavowed. He was against uh, giving money for abortion for 45 years and on a dime he changed. He got people killed left and right in Afghanistan because he's either a traitor or a moron. I mean, more people have died as a result of his being compromised by China, his dementia, than any president I can think of except for war. And if you look at fentanyl, which uh, until he came into office, never reached numbers like this. I mean, he sets records every year, not just uh, uh, exceeding Trump, but even exceeding Obama. I mean, this is like Adams being worse than de Blasio. These people would not, please understand this. These people would not be dying of fentanyl if we had a president who even made an attempt to stop people at the border. He doesn't even try. He invites them in. Now he's going through all all kinds of uh, uh, violations of the law to see if he can keep bringing phony um, uh, phony applications uh, for uh, uh, for for refugee status. 
mean, he's probably going to end up doing it, bringing a million in, and then it'll get declared unconstitutional, and we won't know what we're, you know, what we're doing, what we're doing with them. Uh, why don't we go and take a call as we're waiting for Vivek uh, to Patrick in Indiana? Yes. Hello, Rudy. Hello, Patrick. Everything you said from the time you went on the air uh, is proof that uh, that um, Biden should be impeached. The only thing you haven't quoted is the Constitution in Article 3, Section 1, Clause 2, which says giving aid and comfort to the enemy is a reason for impeachment for treason. And that was the first two things that uh, Biden did when he became president. Pardon me, I didn't, I didn't hear the I didn't hear the last part of what you said, Patrick. Okay, I said the uh, giving aid and comfort to the enemy was the first two things that Biden, Biden did when he was uh, elected president. He did did the first uh, giving aid to the enemy, Putin. When he um, stepped aside and wouldn't uh, block Putin from completing Nord Stream 2, which Trump had been doing. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing he did was cut the Keystone Pipeline, which was comforting to Putin because it made sure that we would never be competition for Putin in energy. And it was uh, treason to the American people because it, uh, like you know, it cut down on uh, drilling and uh, that was. Well, I think I think just- your points are very, very well taken, Patrick. But I will tell you why I haven't called them. Uh, I haven't uh, used that section of the Constitution, although uh, it is uh, a legal distinction. It's an it's it's a valid one. Neither Russia nor China can technically be described as our enemy under the Constitution. We're not at war with them. They're our enemies. I uh, grant that. But if you were to try to apply that section of the Constitution, it probably wouldn't work because they're enemies in an undeclared sense. But uh, the point is still very well taken. Uh, and, and, and you would have to move the charge probably down to sedition rather than treason. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you, you you go ahead and you give that kind of help to China and they should execute you. But now I have Vivek Ramaswamy with me uh, back from uh, his uh, successfully getting uh, Don Limon uh, finally <laughs> off the air. Boy, did he trap him. Uh, great. But um, he just fell right into it, didn't he? Oh, he really did. Yes, and it was it was a lot of fun. I got to admit that because yeah, now I could see that. I watched it just a little while ago. You were playing with him, weren't you? I was, and you know yeah. what? It's it's time to just call out the BS on the other side, right? What a blaring racist he is. He, oh he really God. was. I mean, saying that I couldn't make an argument about Civil War history and Reconstruction history in this country. And by the way, I was right on the facts. But that I couldn't say it because I wasn't a black man talking to a black man. That is racism. And so I was he not allowed to talk about women, white history (laughs) or women. women? (laughs) (laughs) He could talk about whether women are in their prime despite being a man. But I can't talk about Civil War history because I'm not black. Where does this thinking? I mean, it is it is classic 
racist thinking. Oh, it really like is. Biden. It really that. is. Biden's that same way. I mean, yeah. it's. I said this to the NRA at the at my speech at the NRA when Biden said that they're the party that wants to put you back in chains. Look who's actually put back people, set black people actually back. You know, I I I uh, think we should, even though I don't like this, but I mean, fair is fair. We should require the Democrat Party to change their name. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if any if it, uh, people it's not a democra- were, democracy pro democracy party, it's called the fascist party. It's a party that was uh, steeped in in slavery. It was. It had more to do with slavery than the names that were changing. Oh, absolutely. And the Democrat Party was the one even after the Civil War that wanted Black Americans not to be able to own guns. And you know what? It was actually well, our. He got government. really upset when you said that. He really got upset. I couldn't get what his point was. Uh, well, he didn't. He didn't have a point. But here's what he was. Here's the way his his mental space was working. Because I was on set with him. In his mind, civil rights are good, but Second Amendment is bad. So when I was combining the two, saying that Second Amendment rights are part of securing civil rights, that made his head explode. And then he went into tailspin. It was like a chemical yeah. reaction, and he just engaged in so self-immolation. Tell me, I, I was trying to watch the woman on – she seemed to be terribly embarrassed. She was. She's actually quite a decent person. It, sound, it sounded like she was just uh, – she was, she, was, she was very civil about it. She kept trying to just bring the conversation back, but – he was lashing out at me because I wasn't black. Uh, and then I don't know if you saw this one, Mary. He was the producers were in his ears, so he was flipping out at his producers during oh, the middle were, of the set. They were basically telling him to shut up. Yeah, and he was like, "Stop you, distracting you, me! You're killing I, yourself, Jerko." And he said, I think they were probably saying, "Move on a little bit." He was saying, "You know, I cannot keep a thought if you're in my ear." Then his co-host was trying to get in. He stonewalled her. She couldn't get in the conversation. Good news is five days later he was fired. So I'm happy yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. the straw that blo- broke the camel's back and got Don Lemon fired. But I'm just getting started. You know what, people? So you're need, really you're, are you enjoying up. it? I mean, you're doing very, very well. I'm having, I'm having sort a blast. of the unexpected. Uh, 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 every every presidential season has somebody, maybe sometimes two, on Republican and Democrat that comes along, and people you know, become very impressed, and they say, "Wow, where did he come from?" Or they they you're, call you're it a dark one, horse. And then and somebody says somebody says you're the dark horse and it's like yeah but I know not, even, not just because I, 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 mean, I skin, probably you know? shouldn't say this but I spent a couple of days with him even even uh, President Trump uh, is impressed <laughs> yeah you know he and I intersected we crossed paths at the back of the he's even impressed I uh, you know what he's I I respect what he did in 2015 I've told him that told the people <laughs> that he was an outsider right he got on that debate stage he shocked the world and led a national revival yeah well. The way I look at it is I'm 37 years old. I'm a millennial. I'm the first millennial ever to run for U.S. president. Is that right? Of As a Republican. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so uh, look, you're the youngest, can- you're the the youngest candidate. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, mean, I didn't know this till I declared, but everyone told me apparently I'd be the youngest U.S. president if I was elected. How, how old? How old was uh, Pete uh, Buttigieg? He was similar. He was a little bit older than me. He was right, maybe a year ahead right. of me. He was like thirty. He's he's forty one now. So you know he's, he's a few years older. Comparison. Than me. I don't. See yeah, any, I, <laughs> I don't see any similarities. I well, he's he's <laughs> off the reservation. It's unfortunate that we put somebody in charge of actually our national infrastructure and transportation. He was a lousy mayor. He was a lousy mayor, and now he's a lousy head of department yeah, of transportation. I mean, it's really amazing. We pick guys who uh, have terrible records. Just it's, the opposite of what you do in business. You know, you pick the guy with the good record. Exactly. You know, so, so this is one of the things about learning from my experience. So I've built multi-billion dollar businesses, including one of them is here in New York City, for that matter. Here's what I've learned. If somebody works for you and you can't fire them, that means they don't work for you. It means, 100%. It means you work for them. You're their slave. So Joe Biden right now, people are debating he, de- he declared for president. You want to know a funny fact? 
Joe Biden's not actually running for president. It's the managerial class propping him up as their puppet 100%. to run for president. So so my vision of what I want to do here, I mean, if I think one domestic priority for me, okay, it is to shut down the administrative state. The fourth branch of government has got to go. It will not last on my watch. And I will say that you can't just come in and reform it from top down. You know, Trump's my friend. Look, I, I respect what he did, but you can't just put Betsy DeVos on top of the Department of yeah. Education. Yeah. And I like Betsy plenty. You have to shut it down because it should have never existed in the first no, place. Reagan, wasn't that the agency that Reagan wanted to? Yes. And, and he just didn't do it. It was probably the, one of the few mistakes that he made. I think One of the few. And it really has no rationale, given the fact that education is traditionally a local, I mean, a very local function. It actually was private before it became public. It's supposed to be local. You know this well. Decentralized local to the people. So what happens is they spend anywhere between 80 to $90 billion a year on actually forcing these racial and gender ideologies down the throats of those schools because they say you don't get this money unless you adopt those toxic agendas. Right. So that's where a lot of this wokeism and transgenderism comes from is from the federal government. And then they'll say if you want to be a four-year gender studies major in California, you get a subsidy. But if you want to be a one-year program to be a welder or a carpenter or a mechanic, Forget about it. So you get what you pay for. It's why we have a worker shortage in this country. So I've said you got to shut it down. And by the way, we've done the math on this. Right. For 25% of that money, you could put three armed security guards in every school across this nation protecting our children. Amazing. 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 We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll have the mayor's final thoughts, but we'll also have a few more questions for this very exciting presidential candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with the Mayor's Final Thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers. Tunnel to Towers is the organization that takes care of our wounded and sometimes deceased men and women in uniform. And they're there taking care of the mortgages on the home, making sure a smart home is built if needed, and you can be part of it by donating $11 a month. T2T.org. Come on. If you don't do it, I'm going to hound you to death. Come on. Do it. So let's get back to Vivek. Uh, this is really a fascinating uh, discussion. Tell me how you do it, because that'll be the question everybody asks. Uh, impressive. So far, uh, haven't made a mistake. Thank God. Uh, you might. You're a first-time candidate. You'll, uh, sound, you sound like you're the kind of guy who would overcome it. Uh, but what's the what's the road? Yeah, so the road is stay true to the purpose. Okay, so I'm not a politician. I'm going to be honest with you, Mayor. I would rather speak truth at every step of the way and lose the election than to play some political snakes and ladders by saying the right things and winning. Now, my bet is that speaking the truth at every step without apologizing is the winning strategy. Right. But either way, that's what we're going to stay true to. And that's what allows me to be so energetic every day is – I'm energized by truth. Okay, there are two genders, period. Transgenderism is a mental health disorder. The climate change agenda oh is a hoax. God. I will call that out for what it is. Race-based affirmative action You're is a cancer. You're saying this in Manhattan? I'm saying this in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. and, I think, and I think it's great because what I discover is that there's such a gap between what people will say in private and what people will say in public. And what I'm doing is every time I say something that I'm not supposed to say, what we realize 
is that most people in this country actually quietly agree with us. And I think it's going to be good for our country if we're able to actually air those thoughts again. Then we realize that we don't have to be some nation in heading to a national divorce. Far from it. It's a tiny fringe of the population that's been controlling the show today with media and everywhere else. If we call out that bluff for what it is, we say that most of us in this country share American values in common, and I'm not going to apologize for that. You go into it. uh, Sometimes people do something with with a with a particular priority. Is there one thing that has driven you to do this more than anything else, and that you want to accomplish? uh, Yeah, uh, for sure. There's two things I want to accomplish for sure. One's domestic, one's international. The domestic thing I want to accomplish is I want to end the administrative state. There's three branches of government, not four, and I'm going to abolish the fourth branch of government, period. Shutting down agencies, firing most of the federal bureaucracy, moving the rest out of Washington, D.C., that's what I'm going to do. On the foreign policy stage, declare independence from communist China. The hard part is, Reagan, even when he went up against the USSR, we never depended on Soviet Russia for the shoes on our feet or the phones in our pockets. We do for China today. Yeah, that's I, the problem. And I'm gonna I fix think it. I think uh, China is a, with a combination of honest misunderstanding of it and confusion about it and brilliant infiltration by them. And then some people who are just bad actors. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's part we, of it we've too. had communists in our government for 100 years and they ebb and flow. But they, they've had a purpose. Oh, yeah, they do. And they're getting there. They've, they've never seen this kind of success before. Well, we need to put an end to that. And it's going to take a leader with a spine, not somebody who's compromised by actually getting paid by the CCP. Yeah, I, 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 Biden, That's infiltration. You know, to me, it, it defies I, – I can't almost accept the idea that our president would take that kind of money from Red China. Unbelievable. I, I think about uh, John Kennedy and Ronald Reagan. Suppose they had taken that kind of money from Soviet Union. They'd, Unbelievable. They, we would have hung them. I mean, this. <laughs> we would have hung them. And by the way, one's a Democrat and one's a Republican. This is, should not. Yeah. Kennedy and Reagan, I'm talking about. This should not be a partisan issue. But I am. I'll tell you this, Mayor. I am done complaining about the problem. Now we just got to deliver an yeah, actual yeah, solution. Get in there and do what. Re- you speak of Reagan. Let's do what Reagan did in 1980. Landslide election unified the country around actual American principles. I think we can do that in 2024. Well, good luck. You brought a lot to it. I appreciate you, that. You brought a lot to it, and uh, you've already made a, a heck of a contribution. Thank, Thank you. you, Mayor. I Thank appreciate you. it. It's an Thank honor you to be here doing with it. you. Thank this you. is not easy to do. Having done it myself, I can tell you it was 13 months, and when it was over, I slept for an entire month. <laughs> it, it, this is very, very hard to do. It's hard on the family. It's hard on him. And uh, in most cases, unless you're dealing with someone like the Bidens, who I think were in politics for all the wrong reasons, money by and large, uh, people do this because they truly believe. You can't sustain this unless you truly believe it. This man does. So let's keep watching him. And I think he's helping to um, focus the issues. Can't ask for much more at this stage. But we'll be back tomorrow, uh, and we'll see what kind of uh, issues we have to face in the, with this Biden regime. God bless America.